0: Self is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on: the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures: self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo. This is the Know Thyself podcast. We are rolling. I think I'm all set up here. Cool. Welcome to the Know Self Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And welcome back, man. Um, just excited to do this uh, continuation of you know the conversations we had within the last two episodes, and more so the continuation of the episode of Aries when we did the first labor of Hercules, and so kind to kind of tied in that energy and all the significance that we were bringing into that um, that story uh, within Hercules. But now, really, now we have a chance to complete all the details we probably didn't talk about with, uh, with Aries since we were still in Pisces. And now we've moved into Aries, and I feel like it's just so appropriate. And Daniel and I were talking about where we stand on the next uh, few episodes and how we're going to continue to tie these all together, you know, um, with, with everything is happening cosmically as above and how we bring it here to the below. And so I'm excited to fill that uh, to fill that in, especially with the conversations we had from the magician last week. And so, um, you know, I have some questions that we didn't get to answer from that first part one with Aries that I'm hoping we can do today. But, you know, we, we talked about what this energy meant and we, again, really brought in some good examples of its application, but I think now we can really get to the nitty-gritty. So, um, yeah, I just want to kind of jump in right now. I, I have my notes in front of me here, and, and I know that you and I already kind of briefed a little bit on it, but, you know, with the with the tarot, or the tarot, rather, we talked about the fool, and I think I wanted to bring up a lot about the fool... And with regards to Aries, you know, and how the impulsiveness and like jumping right in head first. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait until this kind of all sort of aligns. And so I'll bring up some of that. Uh, I have just a little bit of questions in regards to that or, or sort of the uh, idea of how those two tie together and, and everything else. So uh, let's get right into it, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And again, we're, you know, our plan was just to kind of have a continued conversation on this subject. Right. Being well aware that it would be impossible in two episodes to cover something like Aries, one of the one of the twelve zodiac signs, mm-hmm. right? This is these are forever becoming and unfolding topics that will always present new information every time we revisit them. And so we could have a whole podcast just dedicated to Aries, be a hundred episodes in and still be scratching the surface. Right. You know, that's what's so fascinating about this this astrological energy. And again, we're we're getting back to the lowest common denominator because what the zodiac is is it's really taping that universal life force of consciousness and it's it's dropping it down into 12 distinct houses. But if we think about the we think about 12 as like a kind of a big number to break up this universal energy, but if we really start fathoming numbers and how they're infinite, 12 is actually very, very close to that cosmic egg zero where everything came from, right? That even though it's nothing, something was created from that, right? And so we know, you know, nothing comes from nothing. Something has to come from nothing, right? right? And so what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of keep exploring this aspect of Aries. We're going to not only look at what that means for us in this in this shift that's happening today from Pisces to this Aries energy and how we kind of want to incorporate this in our self-development. Mm-hmm and the new direction that it's going to kind of take us in this aspect of really celebrating Aries from a spiritual aspect rather than a physical aspect, like it usually kind of plays out within us, Um, but also look at other areas of influence that Aries connects with. And so we spoke a little bit about Mars, Mm -hmm. um, and today we're also going to talk a little bit about the first house in astrology. Which is really, really important when we're, when you're studying astrology, the signs are very important, the planets are very important. And one of the most overlooked aspects is going to be the housing system. And we're going to kind of talk about this because. Again, some individuals are like, well, I don't have any strong Aries placements. Like, I don't have any planets in Aries, and maybe my Mars is in a strong placement, so I don't really see this Aries energy. Well, either way, you have a first house, and you have a rising sign or an ascendant. And they're very tied to this Aries, because what this first house is really going to look on is the the breaking in of your consciousness. And so even if you have Libra in your first house, it's still... It's in, the, it's in the domain that traditionally belongs to Aries. So there's an imprint of Aries energy there. And so we're gonna kind of look at this process of not only the first house, the more esoteric kind of significance of Aries, um, and then also how Mars, which is the exoteric ruler, and then Mercury, which we really covered in the magician episode, yes. is the esoteric ruler.
0: And so- Let's start there then. I think we should start with, uh, with the first house. I like the way you sort of already set up that agenda. The first house- uh, more of the understanding of, of, of the influence of, what, of, of Aries and, you know, its applications and then Mars and, and Mer- Mercury. So I kind of like all that. So do we, let's start with the first want to just jump in right there? Yeah, man, let's do this.
1: <clears throat> Perfect, man.
0: And you know, Aries,
1: the, we have this, again, with this Aries energy, it is the turning on line of consciousness. It's the bursting through from the womb of life into form. So this is like the conscious self. This is the conscious self awakening. Awakening. Becoming right. aware. Okay. And it's it's not even and this is this this Aries first house energy is is so deep in your consciousness. This experience is so kind of deep in your psyche that you really don't notice your ascendant or your rising sign. And when we say rising and ascendant, they very much mean the similar things, but okay. It's your original relationship with life. It's how you bursted on the consciousness. And so you could have Aries rising, or you could have Taurus rising. But either way, it's talking about the same action of how we meet the world. It's the lens that we look through, and it's this this burst of consciousness. So the big lesson with Aries is this is the light that shines through. And so we're not the lamp. We're the light that shines through. And this is just that breaking from darkness into light, and you actually went through an initiation, and we're going to kind of talk about that initiation today, but there's, there's some really deep points that Aries is going to allude to us. Mm. Um, the first is going to be, Aries is very much going to represent, I am, therefore I think, right. which is completely counter to the more modern understanding as, I think, therefore I am. Where I am, therefore I think, it's it's this understanding that this this bursting of consciousness is what allows us to create thought. Thought doesn't create consciousness. Thought is a byproduct of consciousness coming through us, and we're partaking, partaking in that universal mind. <laughs> and so this ascendant is so interesting because it's like the ascendant in this first house, which Aries kind of represents um, very much, It's it's the maze... But it's also the way out of the maze. And we'll Mm -hmm. kind of talk about this kind of energy. But there's a great quote by St. Francis the Mystic who says, what we are looking for is what is looking. And that's a great way to approach this initial consciousness of energy. The same thing that we are looking for in this life is exactly what is looking right now. We are looking for ourselves. We're looking to reconnect Mm -hmm. with ourselves. And so it's really important to understand how you were birthed onto consciousness, how you took this aspect of coming into form and kind of what lens you had with this. So, you know, it's, it's so important because we need to understand our spiritual history as well as just our history coming into form, because it's a great quote in the esoteric. If you don't know your history your life is a mystery. Right. And so there's important things that we, that we need to kind of think about. And what we're going to kind of talk about here to kind of really emanate what this, this Aries, this burst of life energy was, is we're going to kind of start with a little bit of an exercise. And so what we're going to start to do is the first thing we're going to kind of do today is we're going to take a moment and imagine how existence in the womb might have felt. Okay, we're going to really think about something before we turned online, and we truly were—we were floating in the waters of life. Okay, there was, there was no distinct sense of self. Right. There was no individual identity. We were in this what we would call a primal paradise. We were, we were only connected with unity and oneness. We were connected through the umbilical cord of our mother, and we were in—we were one with the universe. We were one with our mother, and so this. This aspect of where we came from represents this womb. And this, this womb is actually what we are leaving in this age of Pisces. So we're leaving this, the sign of Pisces right now. And again, people are like, it was a, it was kind of a confusing. I was, there was a lot of pressure. I was, there was some confusion that happened. I didn't really have much direction. Well, it's because you're in the womb of life. It's not really a time for direction. And that's what Aries is going to shoot us into. And so we were, we were floating in this, perfect homeostasis environment of our mother's womb. Food is just going into your stomach and you're just floating in the waters of life. And then, you know, something rather really dramatically kind of jolts us out of this paradise. And so what happens is we, we start traveling, something pushes us and we start traveling down the birth canal. And we're in darkness, and it's very, very confusing, and it's this rumbling time. And this is exactly what you've been going through this past week in, in Pisces. You've been actually going down this rebirth birth canal, and it's this darkness, and it's this dark water kind of energy. So it's hard to kind of find yourself, and there's there's all this um, commotion, you're kind of getting squeezed, and you're kind of feeling this pressurization. And then what's going to happen is you get pushed through that birth canal, and you're going to cross that threshold. Right. And once you cross that threshold from darkness to light, you take your first breath. And that's what being born is. And being born truly means just taking on a body. And in this, in this aspect, the self becomes a unique, distinct individual. This is Aries, this distinct individual aspect of consciousness. Right. So again, your Aries might not be in the first house, but it's connected to this first house. Aries will always have significance over the first house, because it's the first sign of the zodiac. And so this, this, this first house, or the ascendant, which is kind of your first um, sign on your first house, this marks the moment that we took our breath into this reality. It sets up the map of the remainder of the journey. The, the ascendant really kind of proclaims the commencement of this great cycle of self-discovery.
0: Right. That's just like the first house, like what you're saying.
1: Just uh, like the first house. You know, the first house is all looking like this whole area of that's ruled by Aries, which is that first house very much connected to the ascendant, the sign of Aries. This is the the fire of consciousness breaking through. This is the seed breaking through the ground. Right. And it's the same thing we're seeing right now with animals reproducing flowers, blooming consciousness is protruding into our five sense reality at this point and so it's this time of time of rebirth and so this this first house and this aries energy really is it's 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 when light distinguishes itself from darkness and so we are partaking in this and this is a really really important aspect because you did this. You traveled through the birth canal. Whether you were a C-section and you came out of the side of your mother, or you went down the traditional birth process, you had this moment of breaking from darkness into light. And when you came up, when you took that first breath, that, that breath that protrudes, that pulls that energy in, that pushes us towards life, that's Aries energy. It's this push. It's this... It's this um, impulse for life that's kind of pulling us forward. And so now as you were traveling down that birth canal and you took your first breath, the zodiac sign that was on the Eastern horizon at the same time, that too was breaking from darkness to light. Say it was Leo. Say Leo was breaking from darkness to light. You you both took a breath at the same time and you're tied forever in this relationship and and you share the same lens of life, and you see through these eyes for the rest of your life. It's going to be really the the guiding aspect of this journey. But this Aries is, is very much just the celebration of turning online in this reality. When
0: we took this first breath, when we, when we broke from darkness into light. Well, that's why it's known as the I am, which I think is interesting because in, in some research, I thought, you know, with the opposition there or having a conjunction with Libra, when I am becomes the balance of uh Of us and we, mm-hmm. and there's like a power that comes through that later on down the road, but I just think it's interesting that with the first house here with i am you have that idea of that full expression of who someone might be or who someone is going to be seen by their environment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that's that's a very powerful um analogy, not an analogy it's it's a truth right as far as being born and coming into the first of of your first breath and into into uh coming onto online as you like to say or into consciousness and i think it's it's incredible because you know you you see these traits in Aries with the whole daring personality and always having to have this competitiveness or stubbornness or being hothead and all the things that most people see from the sun sign but in a much deeper way you need that fiery energy to like make those moves for you to come out you know what i mean to really come into your own and come online as you're saying. Um, so it's, it's there, it's, it's funny cause you, you read about all these traits and people think like, Oh yeah, that's totally me. Or oh, I know someone like that, but it's like, it's, I like to put my hat on to where it's on the subconscious happening and making you make these moves into the conscious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not the other way around where it's like, Oh, I'm going to let my, my conscious awareness, you know, direct me and, and get me into the situations, um, it's what, what it starts subconsciously first and then comes into consciousness. And I think that's what's amazing about this first house and the traits of the first house within Aries um, that we're talking about right now. So if that uh, makes sense.
1: No, absolutely, man. And, it is, and it's and it's a little bit of an abstract understanding. And right. again, you know, there's a lot of us when we're studying astrology, we do just kind of study the signs and the planets. And we study the houses from more of this like exoteric perspective. But the houses – will give you the journey that you went through, you know, it will give you the relationship that you have to consciousness. Okay. And so this first house in this, in this rising and this ascendance up the beginning of this journey and it really drops out the map of it. And, and what this first house really does is it's this first house is, is very much the, the journey to blossom the sun. So whatever our sun is, Mm. the journey starts with this ascendant, this first house energy. And the thing about this first house energy is, is we don't even notice it. We think everybody thinks the same way we do, but that's not true. We are one ascendant sign watching 11 other ascendant signs kind of play out on right. us. You know, so like when we think about the playground, when you first came to your first playground, you were watching 11 other ascendant signs kind of mingle around. Um, and they were starting to learn form and they were making their movements. And this is the, these are these drastic distinctions. And, and again, if your first house has a lot of planetary energy in there, it's going to give your ascendant a different kind of hue. But this is the ascendant is, not only how we view life, but it's also what we feed back into us and what we take from life.
0: Which is, I, I just like love what you're saying. And I want to interrupt really quick, but you know, it's like the recklessness that goes with this Aries energy isn't so much of like that exoteric understanding of what recklessness is, but more like if it wasn't for this need to have ultimate feedback come back in, you wouldn't approach things so. Um, in such a like bored state you want to mm-hmm. be impulsive you want to be quick you want to you because you want to absorb it all because you're coming into consciousness so you're yeah. just like give me give me give me give me right it come in you know and let me process 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 or i think other people might misunderstand that this impulsiveness isn't necessarily a negative connotation of this energy but more so a necessary energy mm-hmm. to get that and to get that information in you know what i mean absolutely And in, in
1: in the importance like how fascinating is it that Our first lesson, our first experience has to do with fire. And we have to have this bursting energy because this five sense reality is an unforgiving jungle. Everything wants to eat us. Everything was bigger than us at this time. We needed this fire of life to meet the circumstances that we're facing for our evolution. So we need this fire. So even if you have Taurus rising, which is fixed earth, You were like, oh, I don't have any of this fire. Mm. No. If if Taurus is in your rising and it rules your first house, that significance of fire is still there because you need this fire to break through into form. You need to have this penetrating head first energy. And that's the light of consciousness truly like coming through the back of your head and shining through your eyes. It's almost like this lamp. We're not the lamp. We are the light that shines through. And this is what that Aries energy represents. It's that fire to meet life. It's the fire to meet the circumstances that we have to face and Mm -hmm. overcome to develop ourselves. And what's so beautiful about this and why you want to find out what your ascendant is, is because this is the natural capacity that the universe felt was very important for you to discover about yourself, utilize within yourself and love within yourself to be successful on your journey, there's no really going forward without checking to see what was actually given to us on that breaking into life and that burst into life. What did the universe say, this is one of the most important lessons for you? Because that's what your ascendant very much represents. It's, I need you to see life this way so mm-hmm. you unfold correctly. And so it's a very important thing to be aware of. in just this first house energy and this this Aries energy of just bursting forward, that ram going forward, um, that's how we penetrate form, you know? And we see what happens when life is left form. It's completely dead. Like, the the body right. is not your loved one, you know? Like, your loved one's soul lives on, for sure. But, like, there's a distinct, like, you don't look at the body like it's the person you loved if the soul has left it. Right. It's, you know, like you respect it, you give it the proper rights and you love it, but it's it's not that same energy. You know, it actually even weighs a little bit less, which is interesting. Like if you weigh somebody um, right before they pass and then they pass, it's, it's like within the ounces, but it's, the body actually loses a little bit of mass, which is really fascinating. And again, it's something that was studied in the past and now it's kind of just like pushed under, but very, very interesting. Um, But this is the force. This is the force that pushes us through. This Aries is something we're always kind of calling on. And it's what we're kind of all intuitively kind of feeling at this moment, because we truly are today going through this rebirth, Yes, you know, and that's a really important energy to kind of be aware of.
0: Yeah. And I I think that, you know, and when we talked about the fool uh, and with the tarot and the major arcana, we kind of touched on that, that first energy, right? With the whole, um, that enthusiasm, that, that, that need to start and have that sort of like, not, not necessarily innocence, but sort of, um, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not jaded yet too much. And you're, you're very like, uh, you know, co- not necessarily confrontational, but nothing can stand in, in your way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I was, that I was reading. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I think when we talked about the, the, the full card, we kind of brought a little bit of that energy into it. So I like what you're saying about this first house and exactly what we've been talking about before with that Ram energy, you know, that head on that we're going to be using and, and the association to how it has that to the head, you know, to the body part, Mm -hmm. um, with, with Aries, but, you know, so, so moving in from the first house going into, um, into the energy that's being used like that planetary energy that we've talked about before with Mars do you want to jump into that or is that too soon
1: no I mean I and again this is this is a great way just to even think about Mars
0: because that's what throws me off I just want to say for the listeners like we have an episode on Mars but like one thing I' like to always pick your brain on about is like you find a little bit of that exoteric understanding of Mars energy and you kind of get lost in like oh, okay so this is like obviously this fiery energy, but I think it's just like sort of misunderstood. So that's kind of where I want to like kind of start that from. You
1: know? Yeah. And and the interesting things about the planets and the signs is they very much have the same, they have very similar traits. And so what Mars is going to work like here, because it represents that Aries energy, is as it kind of, you look at what area of life Mars falls in. Mm. And wherever Mars falls in, we're going to need to almost be a little, we're going to have a little bit more of this head first energy to us. Okay. So like Mars in the third house with Aries in the third house, you're going to kind of sometimes before you can even like, as you think you speak. And it's like hard to even keep your words in. And it, it, we talk about people who do this, who like, sometimes they're always like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. This is where that yeah. energy kind of comes in. Okay, Aries in your 10th house of career. You're constantly going headfirst into your career, doing new things. You're kind of um, always exploring new options. You might switch jobs quite often to whatever kind of pulls your interest. And you're you're probably good at whatever it is you do because we talk about this Aries having this like natural approach to pick things up, and it has this comfort. It's comfortable in form. It doesn't second guess itself. It can actually go headfirst into reality. And you know, and this is you know, speaking of. This aspect. This Aries is always going to be head first. So wherever Mars is and wherever Aries shows up, it's going to have this same kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, it kind of all kind of balances out. And this is this is what we're kind of um kind of discovering through this. And so your rebirth energy might be in the house of one-on-one relationships, and we might get like reborn through one-on-one mm-hmm. relationships and have this like these new experiences that kind of come around that's what this energy is kind of showing. And so how it ever kind of slides and where it ends up in your chart is going to exclaim it. But one thing we are all share is we all share this first house. It doesn't matter what sign, it doesn't matter what planets you have. We all share this first house of this coming to of consciousness, of going through this process of being born into this reality, um, in, that, in that breaking through. And one of the unique things that we talked about and we should just kind of reiterate because it's so important. Anytime you're reborn, you're going to kind of tap into this first house energy. And so that means meeting new people, like a new social group, you're going to tap into whatever your first house energy is, starting a new job, walking into a new grocery store. All of these are going to activate your first house of being born again. And how do you handle being born? You know, in, how we handle being born is a little bit different. You know, Aries handles being born with confidence and it runs straightforward in life. We kind of yeah. think of the best exercise to kind of think about your rising signs is thinking about how chickens hatch out of their eggs. You know, uh, an Aries is going to hatch out of his eggs the fastest. It's just going to hatch out of its egg and blow out of its egg and it's going to be the first chicken out head first, right? Taurus going to take its time he's going to start slow but slow and steady runs the race taurus makes his way out good looking chicken too right like good looking chicken cancer kind of makes its way through the egg you know takes off half the egg pokes its head out and then like falls back in it's just like nah like i'm my, good i'm, I'm chilling like in I, like, <laughs> I like the shell right yeah. like the crap um all of them are going to have their new kind of approaches to life how how do you handle new situations a sagittarius sees a situation as a new opportunity. It's excited about new opportunities. Capricorn, not so happy about these new changes. Well, what's wrong with the tradition? I kind of liked the pattern I was in. Even though the Capricorn is like the most capable one to kind of go head first, it second guesses itself. And so this is something like, what energy do I approach life with, is what you're kind of looking at with this first house. So again, I know that this might be confusing to some of the individuals who don't study, um, or astrology might be a newer subject, but it doesn't matter what sign you have in the first house. It's still, this house is traditionally ruled by Aries. So that means that this light and this emanation stays with that, okay? And so whatever sign you have is gonna connect. Now, if you have Aries rising, you are gonna be very fast to head into things. You can go headfirst into opportunities. Mm -hmm. But the reason why is because Aries rising, you have a very special quality about you, especially if you're looking at more like traditional astrology, which is like whole sign um, astrology, where all once you set up the ascendant, all the houses are set up evenly, where more modern ones are going to kind of adjust the sizes of the houses. But if you look at traditional astrology from this Aries lens, if you're an Aries rising, the reason why you can go headfirst into life and be able to jump into these experiences is because Aries sets up the chart in the traditional way. If you have Aries rising on that first cup, the rising, that means your ruler of the second house is Taurus. Taurus is the most comfortable in, in the second house. That's the house that traditionally belongs to him. There's, the houses are like from the outside looking in, and so Aries rising is very comfortable from the outside looking in. And this is why they can go head first into opportunities because Gemini's in the third house. Gemini likes to be in the third house. Cancer's in the fourth house. Cancer likes to be in the fourth house. This is why Aries risings have this idea of like, oh, they can go head first into life. And it's, it's very true because they're, they're in a comfortable position in that, in that rising side, right? Where like, I'm Cancer rising. And so I'm Cancer rising. So that means Leo is in my second house. Well, Taurus usually to the second house, and that's about security. How does Leo handle the aspect of security? Well, that's that's for me to find out, and that's the unfoldment. That's why we have to look at our personal charts. It's going to set up all of these aspects and these unique relationships. You know, Cancer rising handles life a lot different than Aries rising, right? If, say we were going to like my first sleepover— Aries rising is the kid that's there. He's climbing trees. Yeah. He's got this fire energy. Ready to go. Me as a Cancer rising, I'm like, this is all fun and games, but like, when does my mom come and pick me up? Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm like thinking about the, the, that aspect, right? And so that's what we're kind of seeing here. And so, again, I, I hope I'm not confusing with all of this, this kind of this house talking and the ruler of the houses, but this is what makes Aries a unique ability. And so when you... If you are an Aries rising, you really have this this kind of special treat that was given to you by the universe that your zodiac is set up in a very copacetic, um, understandable environment. And that's why Aries can kind of go head first into these these activities, you know? Um, Now, if you have Mars in your seventh house of one-on-one relationships with this fiery you know, butting head energy of one on one relationships, we're going to have to check our anger in one on one relationships. That's probably what gets us mad in life. It's probably like we could be calm, cool, and collected in a community, cool with our kids at home, but it's like those special one on one relationships. That's where we kind of butt our heads. So seeing where your anger is, what area of life your anger is, or, and it's not so much anger, it's anger until we understand how to utilize that energy and, you know, invert it for its proper um
0: unfoldment was that like to do with like the yin and the yang i mean it's more like a yang right that energy that that the aries carries absolutely i mean yang for sure i mean think
1: about so aries it's a ram right, right? um and it represents the head in like the, that ramming aspect but like think about the sigil of mars which is the ruling planet of aries it's the masculine phallus. Right. It's the same sign that represents men, yep. you know? And we're going to kind of get into that feminine one, which is more of the container. But this is the protruding force of consciousness. Now, this is the this is that energy that bursts through. This is the light of consciousness. And then what we're going to do as we move into Taurus, the second house, um, and Venus, we're going to start to find the container of this universal life force. Because remember, God, the creator, his cup, he's just always spilling over. He needs a container to house this energy. And this is what this, this first house is. It's the housing of the, it's the first housing of this universal life worth energy. Um, I mean, I don't mean to get like crude, but just think about again, like the intercourse of sex, right? Like the males semen spills over. It needs a container to be carried right, to create gestation and actually have a birth. And so, the male energy just spills over. The female is the container. And again, we are not just talking about like you, all of us have masculine energy and all of us have feminine energy. Just to always reiterate that when we have this conversation, um, they're all working within us. and But it is, it's this protruding you know, going out force, it's this it's this light of life, and that's what this Aries kind of represents. Um, and it allows us to take on this journey. It allows us to be brave and it allows us to get that that lone wolf aspect about ourselves to be able yes. to to kind of go on this to go on this experience, you know um, because again, it was it was it was it was scary to be born. It's scary to be born. We left oneness. We left, we, we had another aspect of being back in the Garden of Eden when we were in our mother. Like, it was that complete oneness. And so, you know, what this this first house, um, and what Aries really wants to show us is the impulses of life. Aries is not meant to come up with conclusions and find out, like, the final understanding. That's That's for the later Zodiac. This yeah. is just to give us the impulse of life of the direction that we want to go. And so... The initiation. The initiation. This is the initiation into life. And it's so important to look at this first house because you cannot fulfill a bigger part of the process if the tools that you've already been gifted have not been learned, sharpened, and loved. And that's what this first house is all about. It's like the universe gave you these skills because it knew you were going to, there was going to be things ahead of you. You know, like when individuals talk to me about, you know, troubled childhoods where they maybe had parents that were addicted to some kind of substance. It's very interesting how they might have like a Leo rising because they needed that leadership and they were the oldest and they took care of their younger siblings. They had that Leo, they had that leadership on the rising sign. The universe was like, for your consciousness to evolve and for your siblings' consciousness to evolve, I need to bestow you with a very strong identity early on in life so you can stand on your own quicker than like the Cancer rising can, right? The Leo is goes out on his own journey. It's got more that Leo's another representation of that fire Aries energy, mm-hmm. right? Where that Aries energy on the rising is too busy for themselves to, like, watch after their siblings. You know, this Aries energy is going to be like, even if they had siblings, they're going to be like, yeah, but what's over here? Like, I want to go outside and see what's in the woods, right? Because it's But like you don't have explorer.
0: to worry about them either. That sibling wouldn't have to worry so much about their, I mean, they wouldn't be able to control their Aries sibling because they kind of stand on their own. So exactly. So ma- so oh, many they're ways, very self-sufficient. They're like, Absolutely. well, he's fine. It's like, he, he'll he be back by right. dark. But- right. absolutely you know you know and you're not too concerned so that's interesting because
1: they got this like this unique boldness and they've got this ability
0: to um you you would hear someone go like oh if i did that i'd probably get lost in the woods and it's like not an area Aries have this unique kind of intuition intuition, absolutely and it's and it's this
1: like thought force that's pushing them you know um and again you know there's just, and we're gonna, before like I preface it, because I know you guys are like, is this about Aries, or is it about the first house, is it about the Ascendant? Um, one of the things that we're gonna kind of continue to do is with these astrological conversations is we are going to denote a whole conversation to your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising, and looking at these as like the first trinity that we should look at within our astrology. And so we will further break
0: down yeah, this rising sign. Yeah, and I sign. think it's awesome you're saying that, because I, I definitely wanted to talk about um you know what happens to aries at night you know that's a whole other thing that occurs with an aries you know and so we'll talk about that with you know um their their correlation with the moon sign and then with the sun right. sign and it's just like Really exciting stuff, but I I love what you're going with all this because if you don't remember this and if you haven't listened to it yet before, I've I've seen a few new listeners come on board and they're like, I don't know, I like where these guys are going. I don't know if I want to go back and listen to anything else. I just want to keep going from here forward, and that's awesome. Thanks for the enthusiasm to anyone who I, I forget who I read wrote that. But man, you talked a lot about this, um, you know, when we when we started with the journey of of Hercules and the twelve right. labors. And I know that we're going to get into the second labor as soon as it correlates with Taurus and you'll know why. But I think it's imperative that we keep going this conversation because it is very deep. And I think we can't cover all of Aries through the fool and then into, you know, we went into the the magician and then now we're going back to to finishing up with Aries. But I think this is, this is great. And I think, yeah, when we do tie into that Trinity, it'll all kind of make more sense. But me as a listener right now, sitting across from you, I don't really feel like you're all over the place. And we're talking about the first house. We're talking about Aries. You know, we're talking about the dates that are occurring with Aries. We're talking about, you know, this, this, this coming of spring, right. This coming of age, this, this awareness, but I think it's great, man. Can can continue? Yeah. And you know, and you know, what's so interesting too, and I know this is something we've spoke
1: about too, but like, even with the procession of the equinoxes, and this is what, like, this is tropical astrology is kind of their, their big argument. Um, and, um, again, please listen to the one when we did the, the tropical. tropical and and, sidereal. Yeah, exactly. Cause that really kind of brought those together. Um, but the tropical, you know, like the time we're in, they're like, we know that the, the, the procession of the equinox is like the Zodiac is kind of shifting, but they're like, either way, spring is spring. You know, like I see it at my house right now. Like the, the desert tortoises are hatching. Um, you know, there's baby rabbits, there's baby, there's a pheasant running around. Like there's all these young animals coming around. We're starting to see the, the breaking of the desert flowers starting to at least bud up. And, and that's what we're, we're looking for. And so again, just like making a relationship with the bursting of consciousness. When you wake up in the morning It's through your rising sign, that first and next. And then you like start, realize like you're in form and then you immediately jump to your second house. And then you kind of go through this process. But anytime you're reawakening, whether it's from sleeping, whether it's from just gaining your focus back, from like being in a trance by being stuck on your phone or swiping left or right on whatever dating app, like this aspect of you like turning on and being like, what am I doing? That's this first house. That's Aries, like, getting your attention. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're just like, you're killing your self-esteem. Like, this is, this is not how it's supposed to be. And Aries will do this. Aries will shift our direction. And that's what we really want to be connected to is these shifts of direction. Um, Because Aries is going to burn something in our attention. And we talked about like, not reacting so much to this. And Mm-hmm. I think I said, like, unless it's due to survival, like 10 times on that episode when I went back to listen to it, I was just like, oh my gosh, they get it, dude. Um, but <laughs> it's true. Like when it comes to instincts of like survival and other people's safety, we want to act on those instincts. But Aries is more of impulses to kind of be aware of, and we're going to kind of take them through this process. And it's going to kind of help um, create that direction for us. But this Aries really is this, is this kind of protruding energy. And so, one of the things that we're really going to kind of think about with this Aries energy is because we explained it as like hay fire. It burns really bright and it burns yes. really fast um, and burns hot, but it burns really quick. And so one of the esoteric understandings of this Aries energy and how we kind of want to utilize it is it really behooves us as an individual to separate some of that hay um, and not make it such a big pile and kind of separate it and make a path for the Aries. And that's where Mercury comes in. It actually kind of separates the pattern and kind of like makes a path so Aries can kind of stay focused. Because Aries needs, it needs a lot of fuel because it burns so bright and burns so fast. And so it almost, we almost want to like prolong that's aspects of that fuel. Like when... When I think about like Aries, so say Aries is in your third house of communication, which is the input of information um, and also the output of information. If I was like teaching, the Aries comes into class and say it's it's an hour lecture, that Aries for the first 15 minutes is just tearing up notes. Like it's just the one like boom, 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 boom. It's literally writing word for word what I'm saying. And it is. If you looked at his paper, it would be a complete transcript of what i was saying Mm -hmm. problem is though 16th minute of that lecture comes in and that aries is like done i'm bored it's just like it's either onto something different else or Yeah. yeah exactly it's like shifting attention and so where like the capricorn isn't taking notes as much as the the aries is and the capricorn in the third house isn't going as fast but it's slow and steady He went, he goes the whole hour and even stays like five minutes afterwards to make sure that he gets everything written down, right? Um, Different kinds of energies. And so like, how do we, how do we do this with Aries? And so it's like really important for Aries to almost like keep reminding themselves and almost having to like change stuff up, change up. um, Even if like an Aries is like, oh, I really like the study. It's good for an Aries, say you have Aries in the third house or like Aries in the ninth house. It's good to almost like read this book. And then once you're kind of feeling burnt out with this, like switch to a lecture and then go from there to maybe like back to a book or maybe, you know, go outside. Like you, you almost want to like switch up your activities to kind of keep that fire lit. And so you really do kind of like start to use the hay rather than just burning really bright and hot and having this day of inspiration. And then you, you're lost. It's really kind of about mercury kind of coming in and communicating. How do we prolong this fuel and kind of set it up? Um, so this journey kind of keeps continuing with this Aries yeah. energy because it is it's it's explosive. It's a fire sign. This is why the original religions were fire, like because right. fire is that's it. Like you know, even before we worship the sun, we worship fire. You know, like before we even had this astrological understanding, whether it was taught to us or we came to this conclusions ourselves the first religion was fire. Um, and it's all of our first religions. We're, we're, we're born in fire. Baptism is a water thing, but you're born through the fire. Right, And um, this is why you walk through the fire. And this is, you know, fire walk with me, like that whole aspect. This is, this is what this is alluding to. And this fire will always be with you until you take that last breath. Um, and then that fire leaves and it, and it goes back to sender. And so, this is this, this aspect that we're kind of looking at. Um, and really just, you know, what this this first house is, is it really sets up this this map of existence and of unfoldment that's kind of coming in. And you know, it's the it's that aspect of kind of leading us to the to the unfoldment of our sun sign, leading
0: us to our destiny. Um which I think is it's super interesting because you 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 bring that in and again, pardon me you know, for my ignorance here and the things I'm going to ask and say, but, you know, here we go. But when we talk about these houses and you talk about, you know, especially with the first house and we talk about now something like what's occurring with this energy that we have with Aries, I really want to go back to what you're saying about prolonging the fire because I feel like, you know, spring comes about, everyone's ready to go. They don't really understand the energy that's you know, sort of occurring within their life, but they feel it to the point where they apply it to say a uh, a slew of activities, and some activities even planned for the summer that's to come, um, and some energies for the initiation of a new job or a new perspective, or even just a new um, study that they haven't done. But what happens if you burn too fast? You know what I mean? Like what picks up that energy? Like what, what finishes the job? You know what I mean? If, if you use this fire and the fire burns out too fast, it doesn't mean, you know, if the night is cold and it takes, you know, I don't know, let's just say 12 hours to get through and you burn through that fire in the first hour, you have 11 hours that you're going to have to sustain this freezing weather um, because you went too fast. Too fast, too hot. You know what I mean. So, how does it work? How do you really prolong that into the second um, phase? You know what I mean. Like, isn't that what we want to kind of start looking at? You know, so we don't burn out so fast. Because I love your analogy about students you've had before. Where it's so true. You have that kid who's like, "Oh, I'm on," but then what happens after? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, how do you go about that? You know. And so, this is that's a great, great question because
1: this is actually what this Aries. It's this. It's this new. What Aries does is it alerts us to not only how we started, which was this birth of light, which was thought, but it's how we start everything, which is this thought. Cool. And so this is, this is a perfect um, – this is a great little breakdown um, that I just read, and it kind of goes aligned to this, and it's sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit so a habit reap a character so character reap your destiny it's a building process okay yes, and yes. and so this is going to help us with this direction and so all we're doing now is we're we're almost like being aware of the impulse thoughts that we have and we're realizing that it's my own damn thought, fault that I'm not in the spots I need to be because I have these limiting beliefs right. self-defeating attitudes you know negative um a negative perspective of myself. And so this truly does, this is why Mercury is the esoteric leader of this, because it's, it's really about controlling this thought energy and directing it, and actually directing it to the ultimate cause, which is the unfoldment of self. Aries wants adventure, there's no there's no place of greater adventure than the inward discovery of the self. Yes, Aries needs attention. It needs to be like gets it, its attention needs to be pulled by things. That's getting its attention. That's your self sub- subconscious, that dark aspect. And this Ram energy is this little fireball. So wherever he looks, he illuminates and he kind of can light up that path. And so he's Aries is again, is curious about the dark. So it can kind of go. And so what we're really doing here is we're, we're changing the thought process and the direction of the thoughts and where our thoughts take us. And this is a this is a time. Aries is the time to you know face negative thoughts. Like when you see a negative thought pattern that's presented itself, and the reason why it's presented itself and you've gained awareness to this is because this is what's been gestating in that Pisces before when we were yes. in that that haze, right? Yeah,
0: we talked about that
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know, and we actually. Um, last episode, I think I went home and had this like ramble on the patron. And we kind of talked about Pisces as this, as this, like the time that we just left is this like heavy, it's a dissolution period, but it's more of a distillation period. And it's this like weird universal pressure that we're feeling. We're feeling like we're supposed to go in a direction, but nothing's really unfolding. We feel very lost. We almost lose our identity. But what that is, is it's, it's the, it's distilling like jet fuel. And this jet fuel is going to distill down, and this is the fuel that the Aries is going to use. And the, the the truest fuel is the in journey. The problem is, is like the outward journey, the Aries can run around, but it gets, it kind of gets tired in form after a while. After a while, form loses excitement. And that's what the whole journey of turning that Aries
0: instead of this outward energy, turning it to this inward energy. Which is so complicated, right? It's so, so hard to do. I mean, especially in the Western world, we think of it as like, okay, this um, this this period um, that we're in right now, say when we go back into Pisces, um, it, it it's pulling you to, to action, but there's no direction with that action, as you're saying. So, we get very discouraged from you know utilizing the fuel properly because we're thinking no like I should be doing something now and then why am I not doing something now and then mm-hmm. you kind of just lead yourself down a path of dark thoughts and we talked about that even in the episode with the first part of Aries about you know this this thought of who you are this depressive state that who you are um, isn't the true self it's not God speaking to you God doesn't speak through you to make you realize your inequalities, more so just giving you comfort to be comfortable with the inequalities to then come into yourself and go, okay, I see what what it is, but it's not the the general makeup of who I am. Therefore, my impulsivity shouldn't be, in this case, in a dark sense, and I apologize, committing suicide. Mm Because it's like, okay, the, the digestive period that I had made me realize how worthless i am therefore now the action i'm going to take is to take and it's like no that's not how it works and you're yeah. going to struggle with that because you were talking about even this before with the aries energy that you know you have that to protect you from doing such irrational decisions it's like no this is the energy that's going to fire back at you being like no 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 no, this mm-hmm. is we're not taking that kind of action right now mm-hmm. but it is hard for individuals to, to do what you're saying and i think it's important to discuss this as we talk about the self-unfoldment, that you have to go within mm-hmm. and be okay with that period of sitting with yourself, not sure of how you're gonna be um, put on a proactive path. Mm-hmm. But even then, that that period that you're sitting there within when you are ready to go don't go too fast. We just mm-hmm. said that, you know, like don't burn through the hay so fast. The mm-hmm. jet fuel is there, but like prolong that. And so I think this is awesome that you're saying all this because it is true. I think it's something that we kind of forget. You know, we, we just, we go with the instinct of taking action, but not really taking in the information during that, um, digestion period of, 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 you know, what are the things I need to work on or what do I need to sit with for yeah. a little while?
1: Absolutely. And you know, and it's, it's it too.
0: it's, it's like
1: the Aries it's it's they burn out but it's more like their attention burns out and their interest, right? Mm. And so, you know, this is like gaining control of that attention and using this intention and nice. you you put up a great point. It's just this we're not supposed to see the final unfoldment in this first house. This is just the start of the journey. This is just like opening up that leap of faith. Um and so what this Aries really almost represents is that fire almost turns into hope of of going in there of finding ourselves and working through this and again, releasing ourselves from form. Our first dance with this first house was just the welcoming into form. And then we get welcomed into new experiences of form our whole life. And then at one point the form, we start to see that this isn't everything. And then that's when this Aries time kind of comes in to kind of push us in. And we really are becoming aware of our own thoughts as an impulse to life. And that's what thoughts are. Thoughts are an impulse to life. Well, what kind of life am I trying to lead? You know, am I trying to lead this life of physical form and, you know, this this appearance of reality being my reality? Or do I accept that this is just an appearance of reality? And the only true reality is my inner self, and it's my higher self. And that's where we kind of make that, that transition. And we think about Aries being the number one, right? The number one. Well, when you're drawing a one, you can either take that from the dot and the point and go outward, right? And protrude out, or you can come down, makes the same symbol, right? It's in the, it's a, it's a geometric like line. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can either push that line out or you can pull that line down. Yeah. And isn't it so funny how like, we intuitively always take that one and bring it back to ourselves. Like very rarely do people start their one from the bottom and make their way up. Most of the time people make their one as a downward thing. So isn't it funny that your body Your Aries energy is always telling you, like, no, pull that in. Like, everything's pulling you out right now. Like, bring that back in. I don't think I've ever drawn a one from the the bottom up. Yeah, the bottom up. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, it's so, so interesting. (laughs) Right, right. You know? And so, what do we think about? Because our body, our, our self is pulling us. It's always you know begging for our attention to come back home mm-hmm. and that's what this this Aries is it's the mark of the journey to return home and we in this Aries is confidence that like hey the only way i'm going to make it back to oneness is by my own damn self right you know Aries doesn't need um an organization Aries Aries can do it by themselves and that's one of the most esoteric, deepest significance of Aries that it can do this this aspect, um, and it's able to do this aspect because it it learns to generate hope. Yes. And again, we don't see the the final picture right now, but we we now have hope of unfolding that that deeper picture and kind of unfolding this aspect of of ourself and again this aspect of our destiny. And you know, one of my favorite quotes is, def- "Destiny is not by chance." Destiny is by choice, and that's where Mercury, the esoteric ruler, comes in. People are like, oh, this person's just lucky. This person has everything happen for them. And maybe they had a little bit easier of a path, but your destiny wasn't their destiny. And the unfoldment of yours is not going to be a game of chance. Right. It's not a game of dice. It's a choice. And and that's where this esoteric, true spiritual adept is born. The Aries Ram really becomes the Aries lamb. And we sacrifice this lower nature, this we sacrifice our relationship to form, and we sacrifice this lamb, the lamb of God, to create this inner Ram that kinda going to kind of come and now be that energy to face ourselves. Because, you know, you look at things like the fourth house and the eighth house. You look at cycles and patterns as a childhood. Scary thing. Eighth house, child's and you know, cycles and patterns as an adult. Scary thing. You know, we need this Aries Rambo energy to be able to face those, those darker aspects of our consciousness and be able to shine light on them, which these finer signs do, understand them, incorporate them, and ultimately love them. You know, it's all about finding your shadow and incorporating it. And how you incorporate your shadow is you learn to love it. Right, and it's in it and it comes to you and now it's getting proper expression so it's not working against you it's mm-hmm. actually working kind of as this creative unfoldment and so this really is just this the commencement like this is the ram horn this is when they' you see that when like old ancient games they would blow through a ram horn to like either call people to the the city center or to commence the start of something was that ram horn um this is this is this this huge aspect for really like, all aspects of of this. And you know, what's so unique too is we think about this Aries, right? And we think about this Mars protruding force of the planet. Um, but also look at the sign, look at the, the sigil for Aries. It looks like the female chalice. It looks like the female reproductive organ, right? The womb that the ram comes from. And so again, we always have to like understand even though Aries is considered like this masculine protruding force, it always contains that, that feminine aspect. And just like the feminine science are going to contain masculine aspects. But if you look at that sigil, yeah. it looks like the female reproductive organs.
0: Yeah, the ram facing right at you looks exactly like... Fascinating. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But this is something that exoteric
1: astrologers are going to be like, oh no, that's a protruding force. That's masculine energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we see now that the two is already contained in the one? And how that lesson is already being presented just like in the Tarot, you know, just like how we were reading about the magician, but it was the first, it's the second card, but it's labeled number one. Yeah. It's like the same thing with this Aries energy, you know, and you're, you know, in like, and we'll make it too, as we go from this first house and we make our way through the 12 labors of Hercules, which are the 12 houses and the 12 signs, we'll be very interesting when we make it back to the 12th house next year. I this whole thing this whole project that we're doing with these astrological signs the houses and the planets is to better prepare you for Pisces next year so Pisces isn't this daunting yeah you know it's it's cause again, Pisces is not going to make sense either which way, but you more go with the flow of it and you understand the process that you're going through. And then you get a lot more comfortable. Pisces isn't so much something that you can like so much change, but you change your relationship to Pisces. Right. Right. Where Aries is much more mutable. We have a much more ability to adjust Mars. Mars is a closer planet than Neptune, which rules Pisces. That's a very, very far out planet to kind of shift that energy. We more those outer planets like Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus, we more change our relationship to those planets where the inner planets, the alchemical planets, the classical planets that we went through in the seven steps, these can be like really kind of morphed by the magician and really kind of transmuted to have the proper expression. It's once we transmute those first seven, then we can make our way to kind of reorganize the relationship we have with these outer planets and your Chirons and all those, those other really, um, spiritually enriching
0: a sense ancestral exactly, uh, exactly.
1: You know, and so again, with Aries, this is all it's about th- this this esoteric Aries, it's all about the liberation from form. Um it's that spiritual re- rebirth and it's taking that outward energy and reorientating it to this this inward experience and it's this aspect of right direction, right orientation, um, and it's it's, it's, the, it's the commencement of something new. It's the pressure that was built up in Pisces is for the room of Aries, and that's what's bursting and pushing us through. You know, it's very interesting when you're thinking about your rising sign, look at what sign was on your 12th house. That kissed you on the head as you were traveling down the birth connect, back, yeah. And it's waiting for you. It starts your journey, because it really starts in the 12th house, because that's where your house of gestation is. And this is really important. If you have a lot of energy in the 12th house, you want to look at that. You have a lot of planetary energy. You know, if you can talk to your brother, like, ask about that gestation time, because there could be, your mother could be going through some really unique energies that are going to kind of help shape a little bit of how you viewed this world. But your 12th house is literally like, it's what kissed you on your head as you were traveling down that birth canal. And it's what's going to hold your hand when it walks you from this realm. Right. It's, you know, it's our Alpha Omega is really kind of in that 12th. But we, we can only kind of burst into this, to this first house. And when we talk again about your first house and your ascendant, this is almost so deep in your consciousness. Like I said, you don't notice this. And there's, there's not much developing that happens with your rising, like your sun sign. Your sun sign is a process of becoming and unfolding. Your moon sign you get to know. Your moon sign you share with people more. Your ascendant is kind of like come as you are. There's not there's not much of a of an evolution in it. Now, if your rising sign is the same as your sun sign, that's a different conversation. We're gonna yeah. have to, we're gonna kind of climb from our original ladder and kind of climb that ladder up to our higher perspective there. But our ascendant is really just like what we view in life and kind of what we take in from life. And that ascendant is tied to this Ram burst of consciousness on the scene energy
0: of Aries. Awesome, dude. So
1: kind of crazy. And again, I don't know like if I even talked about what we wanted to talk about.
0: I Like I, I wanted to complete a lot of the things that we talked about in the first um, part to Aries, because again, you know, one of the things that you're covering here is, is having this understanding of what it means to come online, to come onto consciousness, and then what comes next and what comes after that. And understanding this wheel that we're going to go through. You know, Mm -hmm. why is it that we're going through this? Why are we even talking about this right now? For those who are like, oh, you know, I was really getting into, I don't know, metaphysics with these guys. And it's, you know, all of it we talked about, you know, God works through us. But there's so many avenues on how that energy is fueled and how that energy is Repurpose for an understanding of taking something like the first house where there is I am, but end up in the end with we are, Mm -hmm. you know, or me turns into we. And when people are like, no, we got to be more um, connected to community or allow us to have this sort of like network that we're all working together on. You gotta complete the wheel and the understanding of this wheel. So like mm-hmm. I feel like you're doing a great job for for me and for hopefully the listeners of like just really breaking down the components of the first house and what this energy really means versus the people who might read it, in my opinion, exoterically, where they're like, Oh, well, it's head on, it's fiery, mm-hmm. I will uh be my own demise because I took things on too soon too fast. And it's like, okay, well, those those traits may appear in Aries, but there's something deeper going on. And so you're talking about the one going back to the self, going inside and figuring that out is what I think is imperative to have an understanding on. So I think you did exactly what we needed to do. I mean, what people need to understand is like, if you look at this in in terms of numbers on how we're doing the series, we started with Hercules, right? So the first labor, but we brought in the story and what occurs with the Mars that he has to sort of, you know, tame. And then what happens with his head on personality and, and the consequence of that, uh, even though he does it with, you know, great enthusiasm and an executed plan, we talked about all that, but we didn't finish what really needed to be looked at during that period of taking on this first, you know, labor Um, And I think this is that energy that we're kind of completing. We're doing a full circle here. So we did like a one and a two part, but I don't know, man. I think we should do that with a lot of them because I mean, when I was studying and it's like a spoiler alert, but when you're studying the second labor and you're talking about the bull, I mean, I literally texted Daniel, I don't know, probably a couple, couple nights ago message. And I'm like, home, him, there's so much here. With this Taurus energy, like we need to slow down on. I was I was waiting for an answer from you to say like, yeah, man, it's we're gonna have to do a lot in this breakdown, but we're catching up to what's happening here with these energies, and Mm -hmm. I think that's what I really want to sort of slow down on. I think a lot of times when we even get into the planets, it's like, oh, we should have we should have mentioned so many more things. things. Yeah. So um, I guess you know, and, and people have said this before you know, that we have this, like, self-fulfilling relationship where it's like, hey, you're so right, man, and I'm so right. But, hey, that's how I feel. I'm understanding mm-hmm. things in a way to not only better myself and better the world around me, but I can't start just with this sort of initiation um, that just runs on instinct. You know, mm-hmm. I have to have a real understanding of, like, how mm-hmm. to use this fire. Like I said, just because you know how to make fire, you know, that's just because you know how to, you know, uh, acquire the, the knowledge of, of the tools that are needed to make the fire uh, isn't enough to keep you warm. You know, having a real understanding of like how to harness it, when to harness it, and how to get it to where it benefits you in the long run is more beneficial than just knowing how to start it, you mm-hmm. know? So um, if that makes sense. 100%. No, man,
1: I I completely, completely agree with um, with that. And, you know, it is, it's... It is this cool process because like, as you say, like next month, a couple of weeks before we're making that transition in the Taurus, we're going to kind of take up the second labor and we're going to kind of work with that and trying to, again, give us a little bit more proactive understanding of the energy that's about to present us. But this is, this is all just a band of energy. And I know we break up the, the Zodiac into the 12 houses. We can break it up by the elements. We can break it up whether it's cardinal, you know, mutable or yes. fixed. Like there's so many different breakdowns, but we can't remember, forget that it's all one as well. You know, it's yeah. one band of energy. It's this one aspect. And, and that's, again, it's so interesting that this is, again, why that Aries is just such a unique sign because it's the number one. And it's, you know, everything kind of comes from this after that zero cosmic egg and everything has a part of this fire of consciousness. And without that fire of consciousness in that connection between your astral body and your your physical body, and if that line is ever severed, we're gone. So without this one, there's there's nothing. And so this is, again, why it's the initial connection to life. And just like it, like, this impulse, this pushing forward of your consciousness. This is what we're kind of looking at. And so, you know, we we talk about too this this era that we just commenced today. This is the time you've been into this highly pressurized gestation process. This is the time to take initiative. This is a perfect time to blaze a new trail, to start something new, push yourself in a new direction, evaluate your thoughts. Perfect time to You've kind of seen in Pisces your negative thoughts. Like in Pisces, you're some of your self-talk can be very morbid about yourself. Yeah. Um, just because you're you're not even just connecting with your own self in Pisces, you're like literally connected to like the collective, the the universal archetypes. There's bigger stuff almost like working through with you in that. And so this cardinal fire gets us back our subjective self. We almost get like we almost get lost in the objective mystical waters and Pisces. And what happens here is this it like pressures up, pressures up, and then it funnels through and we have this like bursting of energy um that comes through and we regain our subjective self. And so this is the time. Like you don't so much have to worry about Changing negative thought patterns right now. No, put a new thought pattern in. You're Aries. You're the master of your domain right now. You don't even have to worry about fixing it. Like, just put the right energy there. You know, tomorrow, like, you want to start working out. Get up tomorrow and start working out. You want to, you know, you want to start directing some energy to making your relationship more healthy with like a, a very important person. Change that direction tomorrow. Like this, this is your time. You know, this is even bigger than. Capricorn again kind of gives us something with that New Year's resolution, but it's not this Aries fire that can make such fast new directions and kind of new rebirths. And approach life tomorrow like it's your first day again. Have a rebirth. And like if you could rewrite all the patterns of yourself, what would you do? You know, it'd be like, well, I would stop self defeating myself. Then am like, yeah, stop self defeating yourself. Yeah, yeah. This is the time. Like, tis the season. Tis you know, you season. got the fire. You know, we. We got our game on last year and now it's time we turn our flame on. Right. And this is that protruding force. And so, you know, this is the time to shed what no longer serves you. What are you setting up for this astrological year? Because like, I love new year celebrations, but this is the true new year. The astrological year is the new year. This this birth of Aries, this is truly the start. We have this like little break with this Capricorn aspect of the West that we celebrated on January 1st but this is the actual This is the true new year, right. which is the birth of Aries, the birth of the Ram. Cause like just follow nature. Nature doesn't, nature's still dying at the time that you could call it a new year. And nature's like, what? Like it's, it's cold. Everything's dead. Everything's dying. Yeah. I'm still killing stuff. Um, you're starting a new though. I guess oh, that's fine with me. But like, when does the earth say the new year begins? Right. Well, it's that springing forward of new life, you know, and that would make sense. And so, yeah, man, this this first relationship with life, it's so important. This first house, again, it, it it's what opens the door for this rest of this band of energy to gain expression. And we're not supposed to find the code, the complete pattern in the first house, but it at least puts us on the right direction to uncover that pattern in the later houses and later labors of Hercules.
0: That's awesome, man. I think that's great. What, what One of the things that I want to go back on that you just said is that... You know, yes, as nature has, you know, the way it works in its calendar uh, is self-evident, and and you and it can be felt, you know, right now. And we talked about the slow, um, the slow startup again after that Capricorn uh, period that everybody goes through. But you know, even right now, we were talking. Um, you know, uh, before the podcast, we always, you know, debrief a little bit, but this call to action that we talk about, we feel it. I mean, I, I don't sit with Daniel and say, hey, we need to do this, 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 and this every single week or every other month. It, it, it's when it's felt. And you and I were talking about this before, even with ourselves in this endeavor of, of what we do through, through the podcast. It's like this, this need to sort of incorporate more and give more, um, aside from just these recordings with, um, I shouldn't say just these recordings. I mean, these are, these are great. I'm, and I'm honored to be able to do this with you, but yeah, we need to really connect with our audience because, you know, for those who are listening right now, you know, I would say, you know, the door is wide open for us for what we want to take this, this podcast, uh, and, in, in its direction for the, the remainder of, of the season and the new season to come. And and we'd be fools to just talk about all this energy and how to sort of expand this fire um, to to warm others, you know, even in the physical sense um, for years to come. And so we're looking into so much, but one of the things that we talked about was, you know, putting together a um, where we are going to be putting together a new website. We're going to be, t- be putting together um, a better way to, I mean, for those who don't already know, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again, Daniel doesn't pay me to say this. I just say, it cause I get so excited, but look him up for the natal charts, really understand like what he's really bringing to this um, to the table with this information. Because even though we're talking about it here, you can have a one-on-one with Daniel um, and sort of have those questions. And same thing with me, you know, we're, we're setting that up and we're hopeful being and we're and you know hope being something that we've talked about even with this energy in the first house is to set up uh not necessarily a meet and greet between Daniel and I but some kind of retreat that we can like maybe all meet together and have an exchange of energies and really kind of get together. So, you know, this is our call to action to you, the listener, to say, hey, send us some ideas, send us some more um more concise and more uh, specific uh, outcomes you want to see from our community that could affect all of us. You know what I mean? It's not just for Daniel and I. We don't sit here and go – you know, hey, let's put these episodes out because we're going to get this exchange back from individuals. No, I mean we do this because we would be doing this regardless if podcasts existed or didn't. You just happen to listen, and I, I think that's a wonderful thing. But let's go a little further. You know, let's take this to the next direction. So, anything you really want to add into that, man?
1: No, great, no, and that was exciting because we were just kind of talking about this today in some sh- true Aries fashion energy, um, but this idea of creating some sort of retreat. You know, where we can all kind of go together maybe for a couple days, you know, cook food together, do some yoga, go on some hikes. So it will be kind of an open thing, but really what it would be just to kind of pull some of the community together. And um, we are also in that Aries fashion. We're like open to adventure. And so if you have a spot that you are like, hey, I know of a spot that we can do something with like 30 or 40 people because we can always do multiple ones. Um If you have a good location that you're like, and not so much saying like it's got to be your property, but just if you know of a place that you're like, this would be a great ideal place Mm -hmm. for you guys to connect to. We're down to travel. We're little gypsies. So we're down to kind of go on that journey. Um, But really, this really truly is a calling to action of a lot of things. It's kind of like a calling all cars, calling all cars kind of thing. Um, We are looking to expand. Um, And so, you know, we are in the process. We would love to connect with somebody if somebody's interested in, um, you know, working on us with the website, we would love to move even, um, to create like our own membership page and really create our own close knit community. Um, we would love to kind of get, um, you know, just kind of off of any other, you know, get a little bit more of an independent approach, not have you guys jump to so many different places like, oh, I have to go to the Patreon, but then the website has this. We really want to kind of make it this like, all-inclusive thing. And so I know we have some exciting media um, things that are beginning kind of be coming out that I'm really excited about, but, um, but let's just consider this, this is Aries. Let's just make it this call to action. Yeah. We want to do something so great and big. And we're the reason why we're doing this is for our community, for everybody. And so we would love to kind of come together and even, like, individuals that if we do set up something like a retreat and say you, like, teach yoga and you want to teach yoga at the studio yoga class, if you want to do anything, like, connect to us. We'll make, like, Woodstock 3.0 here and have the best time out Oh,
0: yeah, and it's totally doable, whether it's here in the desert, in Arizona, or in the West, or even in the East Coast. Just let us know, like Daniel said, and, uh, you know, connect to us at info at thyselfpodcast.org. Yeah. Or you can, if you're on the Patreon, you can send us a message there on the Patreon, or on Instagram. You can say, Hey, I have an idea. And then we'll kind of uh, funnel you through uh, connecting with you over um, info at know thyself org again. So that way we can kind of start putting something together because there's no use in all of us having these great talents and these great um, uh, aspirations. If we can't just sort of like put it under one, you know, not just one umbrella, but one purpose that we can all just sort of like work a collective, a collective that we could work through. And so, yeah, thanks for that. Um, so I'm excited. And I know, I know that, you know, for all those who are listeners, you guys are very, um, quick to send us messages and to, to really kind of ask us, where can we connect? Where can we connect? We hope to just continue having these discussions in order to let something come to fruition and like, let's let this be something that comes, um, comes together from just this this starting point that' there were you know,
1: yeah, absolutely, and you know and you know we've got videos planned um and we also have um some live q and a's that we're gonna kind of come together, yes. and so you guys will be able to we'll be able to meet each other at least online um and so we'll we'll announce that like a week before, um but we would love to meet you guys all there even if it's just online for the time being. But you know this is this is the start of something. This first event is going to lead to the second event, to the third event, and then eventually we're going to buy the state of Maine and we're going to create <laughs> our own country. Um, and uh, so yeah, dude, it's all going down. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 a new dawn. It's a new day, right. and it is just such an honor to be on this journey with each and every one of you. So from like Eduardo and myself, we are just. We, we say it every day, but we are the two luckiest individuals to be able to have each other and to have you guys and to be able to carry these conversations um and just onward, right onward, man. my man.
0: awesome man Well, uh anything else you want to add to that? you' I, I don't think so yeah, we're good kind of either man.
1: On to uh, maybe the high priestess next week. yes, I'm thinking
0: yep. okay. Cool, man. Perfect. Well, then I'll see you then. And uh, until next time. Oh, I'm not leaving for a little bit. I'm going to hang out.
1: Let's do it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, my man, until next time. Sounds good.